welcome back to the Project 99 podcast. It is June 21st, 2021. First day of summer. I'm pretty sure we haven't recorded since the 8th. We've been <laughs> doing it every other week because uh, Mick started a new job and has a bunch of stuff going on. Plus, it's like, I don't know, just so busy during the summertime. I think I've made the joke before that it's only nice like three months a year <laughs> in West Virginia. So... Kind of got to stick your head out. And yeah, you kind of got to suck up the weather, but um, you know we're here, so we got a couple different things to talk about today. But I guess we can start with local news. Um, Which someone is always fun and interesting, and somehow dirty. What do you got for us <laughs> this week, Juke? That's interesting and dirty. Uh, well, I mean, <coughs> you say dirty, and immediately my mind puts that as something good. <laughs> <laughs> this is not good at all. Okay, it's awful. It's not good. It's grimy. It's scummy. Yeah, that's kind of real dirty, word. actual. Yeah, it's actually yeah. awful. So, uh, Belair, which is um, a town nearby us, a... a um, stone's Throw, as we say. Yeah, we Stone's live. Throw. It's very close. Uh, Belair. They had a police officer, um, which the local news, they, they're still calling it uh, an allegation, obviously. <laughs> He's been suspended without pay. Uh, but basically, from what I understand of this story, is um, that it was kind of sprung up on their their council, and that's how they found out about it. The, the mayor gave them an envelope, and they opened it at their council meeting and um, revealed that a woman had brought suit and uh, made allegations of misconduct against an officer named Jean Grimm. I don't know if it's Jean Grimm or Grime, G-R-I-M. I'm assuming it's Grimm. Grimm. Uh, that, and that it happened on more than one occasion. It says specifically the complaint lists an incident during February of this year where it's alleged the plaintiff's vehicle was searched without probable cause. And during that search, the officer found a crack pipe. According to the complaint, Grimm told the plaintiff that she would not go to jail if she would do a quid pro quo sexual encounter with him. No, that never happens. And on at least four other occasions after the first sexual encounter, Grimm would locate the plaintiff while on duty, demand sex, letting the plaintiff know that if he could and would bring the plaintiff, oh, that he could and would bring the plaintiff up on the crack pipe charges if the plaintiff failed to give in to his demands. Uh, fearing that no one would believe her if she talked about this, plaintiff made recordings of Grimm and also took a picture of him pumping gas into her vehicle. And while at all times, Grimm was dressed wearing a City of Belair police uniform, a badge, and gun. Wow. Way to represent. Says, also, very specific claim in the complaint alleging a criminal violation by Grimm, which is repeated rape. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> which I had heard uh, stories like that before. Yeah, apparently, I mean, like, like I said. Not uh, about him. I'm saying in general, like, I've heard stories like that before from well, I mean, people it's a, that People I make jokes about that. That are, like. You know, like, oh, is there anything else I can do out of, out of this ticket? Right, you know, people I mean, make jokes about yeah. it. Clearly, if they joke about it, that means there's probably instances where it's happening, with, right. you know, with or without consent. Right. Either way, it's wrong. Yeah. Um, but I did hear a rumor, not that it can be confirmed, because it's a rumor that he was fired from a another department before he worked for Belair for stalking or harassing a woman. Well, and that's why we need the George Floyd Policing Act, because it would create a national database. But, you know, Belair was going to hire um, Trayvon Martins. Or not, I'm sorry, not Trayvon Martin. Um, the 12-year-old, who, Tamir Rice. Oh, yeah. They yeah, were going yeah, hi- yeah. to hire that. I think they <coughs> did hire him, and then they ended up there was a, like, yeah. letting him go. Because there was a big outcry about it, and so they let him go. That's rain outside. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's why I came early, because I'm like, I'm going to get dressed. I'm like, 
I was like, what? I'm, I'm like, are we getting feedback here? I got like feedback of like a, a hushed noise. I'm like, oh no, it's just the rain outside. It's just the rain. Yeah, so that was all I had for local news. I thought that was pretty fucking gross. Yeah, it is gross. But I was uh, glad to see that he was suspended, at least without pay. I mean, I know there's like a, you know, they, I mean, they you have to have go have through a process. process. Right, so, I understand I mean, that, but it's just But like, it's always kind of a slap in the face, especially in a case like this where they're, they say there is a video recording and there's, right. you know, there's video evidence, there's picture right. evidence. If they would have suspended him with pay, that would have been pretty fucking gross. So, yeah. Well, and that's, when, that. that's what I'm saying, like in these cases where it's, if it's a case where there is ample evidence, I think the a bit the bigger problem is, um, you know, action isn't taken. It's delayed. It's, it's you know, obfuscate. Like the, the, the powers that be, like, cover up they hide like it's just dude just do the right thing and the cover-ups are the shitty parts yeah. that that is the shitty part of That's it i mean the we trust can't... breaker we all know exactly. that there's going to be bad cops and there's good cops and the only way to sort them out is when you act on the bad cops like without like question like you're a bad person we don't care we, we made a mistake when we hired you right like, if they all would take that approach going forward it would rebuild trust with people that the, that the establishment isn't encouraging and accepting this bullshit. Right. Yeah. I actually just was talking about this to someone the other day. And I've heard this before from people who are uh, deeply religious or believe in God or whatever, That, but that they don't go to church and that they don't believe in the church anymore because of, you know, same thing there is that you have pastors and preachers and all these things that come out um, that have sexually assaulted children specifically. And then they find not only did that happen, but then the church covers it up. Mm-hmm. tries to do cover-ups and it's like right. you know it makes sense that people who want to victimize other people are going to try to be in positions of power like police or a, a priest or a teacher but mm-hmm. it's it's when those institutions protect them that the right. trust is broken right. i mean exactly we don't expect you to know immediately that people are mm-hmm. innocent and pure but right. to know and cover it up i mean there's just no excuse for that right. so i mean and human beings are failed so human beings are flawed and um you know it's the height of of a flaw to victimize another person in that way that's that's the highest i think flaw you can have when you when you take pleasure in someone else's suffering but um it happens there's people that for whatever reason their upbringing their mental illness whatever they can they do things to other people that are harmful we can almost understand that easier than the person who's not doing it because of some kind of mental problem because of some kind of thing they've experienced in their life they're just doing it for political reasons you're just covering up so you can keep your own, whatever your position is, clean by, like, sweeping it under the rug. Like, that's even just more horrific. Because you have no pathological reason to do that other than your own freaking power. Well, and see, I, I try not to apply the same thought process to these different situations. I think each one of them needs to be looked at. Um, sure. And thought about in its own way, not to just put a blanket on everything. But I always looked at... You know, when people would get accused of some kind of sexual assault or rape allegations, um, just, you know, in social circles, you know, someone would say, oh, well, so-and-so did something, you know, to this girl, um, that immediately that guy's friends would all defend him with zero evidence. And my thought process about that was always, well, they're defending him because they're all doing the same shit. And it's like a boys club. And they'll protect this guy, so then when they do it and get caught, that they'll all protect him. I mean, that's that's kind of a... But then also, aren't you doing the same thing they are, which is producing a thought pattern with no proof whatsoever? Well, like, I mean... You don't know that's why de- they're doing that's it. That's what I mean. It, they d- could it all do depends. It, they could be doing it because that guy's come over to their house a million times and hung out, and they've never seen him behave in any improper way, so they're basing it on the body of evidence they know about him. And maybe they just don't know... I mean, how many people are pedophiles and hide it from everybody yeah i guess i just always look at it like 
I just time and time again, there's really nothing, especially you might even be able to argue that there is something to gain when there's an allegation against someone who has like money or a position of power mm-hmm. or, you know, maybe trying to ruin their reputation, blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. But honestly, like on a, a low level scale of just person to person, you know, mm-hmm. basic just civilian people, mm-hmm. you really don't have anything to gain by levying an allegation no, against that's somebody. True, but people do, but people do lie for reasons like maybe a girl who's accusing a guy, it, you know, wanted to be with him and he didn't want to be with her and he rejected her. And that's a reason. Or I mean, that's absolutely she's just, true. She's it's just, just crazy. I mean, like you, you just really, it's one of those tragic situations where you want to have evidence because of the severity of the, of the accusation. And so many times because it's a private type of crime, you just don't have it. Yeah. You have I guess to deduce it maybe it so is my things. own bias. I don't have any studies to quote, although I know I have read before that the, the whole idea of false allegations is far blown out of proportion more than it actually happens. That's um, probably true, but I also think that, you know, as females, and and I, and I, it's always can come across as, like, the blaming the victim, which 100% I'm not saying it's any woman's fault. Who's, I mean, you always have to follow evidence, but, but... But what I'm saying is, you know, the, the cases that are egregious would be probably easier to prove if there was no questionable circumstance like if you weren't at a party where you actually don't remember what happened you know yeah well, that's why it makes them hard to prosecute yeah, right sure. exactly so i'm well, saying no, like, but females people... need to be warriors we need to have our own defenses against the scumbags that will do this stuff and try the best that we can to protect ourselves and that would kind of like reduce the number of like cases where it's questionable down you know what i mean there's still going to be rapists there's still going to be men that just snatch you and throw you in their car and whatever that's always going to exist but like if you go to a party and you drink a a huge amount of alcohol with a lot of males around you don't really know a lot of them and then something happens to you it's still not your fault but it makes it so much harder to prove right because you can't even be a witness it's sad that we as women have to live in a world where we have to take extra steps like that it is just in case something happens but i'm always back and forth on that argument because i feel like you know it's never your fault um but you should still take preventative Mm -hmm. measures i mean you shouldn't have to but right right absolutely you just should anyway you're still a victim it's just it's harder to get justice for you as a victim because of that situation not because it's your fault i mean i've always always, obviously i think it's bullshit i should never have to fear going anywhere uh by myself but i never went out to drink anywhere right i mean there's guys that do that well that's what i mean i shouldn't have to do that and it pisses me off but i still never go out drinking by myself Mm -hmm. you know what i mean because it's like i just know better you know what i mean it's it it i mean even if you're sober if you're a small female and you go into a group of a lot of guys and it's not somewhere public i mean it's it is a risk you're taking i mean and i'm not saying you should live your life 100 percent safety because you you have no fun i'm not saying that but i'm just saying in other countries girls there's a culture where girls will travel together in large groups even to go shopping. Right, right. I mean, the message should always be that men or, you know, we say men, but obviously it can happen the other way too. Mm-hmm. It just more frequently happens, men against women, that men just shouldn't be rapists. But, right. but and girls, that is the message. Should, but girls should start forming bonds with each other. And when you go out to a party where it's mixed company, college age, whatever, um, you know, girls should be forming a bond of protectiveness with each other. And if you see one girl kind of going off on her own and she looks like she's had a little too much, like that's gets your friend. You get her. You get her back. You let that guy know. I see what you're doing. Like, right. Try absolutely. to protect each other because you can't depend on guys. That's especially why I never understood women who defend men um, 
especially in instances where there is a significant amount of evidence. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I, I never understood that. <clears throat> I did have two instances where I had been drinking pretty, pretty heavily. And um, there was a, a guy that was interested in me that thought maybe I would be interested in him. Now, I'm not saying this guy was predatory. I think he thought I was might be interested. I, I wasn't, but I was just really drunk. And maybe he thought there was a chance that I would be interested or whatever. And two other guys who were his friends said, don't do that. Well, absolutely. Like telling him, like, we know that you're the, whatever used to be the term, like, mac macking on all these girls. We know you're the Mac Daddy, but, like, this is wrong. Right, absolutely. Don't do it. And he, yeah, you and should honestly, never. You should never hook up with anybody who is right. inebriated and you're not sure if they would still give that same amount of consent when they were sober. Just yeah. absolutely shouldn't do it. And even though, like, I went with that person and he could have had an opportunity, he actually didn't do anything. And I think he was honestly a good guy who just was looking to get some, but, like, realized I wasn't into it and was like, okay, that's cool. Because, you know, you start talking about another guy anyway, it's kind of a downer for that guy. <laughs> I think about a lot of situations that I put myself in, and it's almost gross that then I look at the men in those situations with some kind of, like, respect. Because it's like, I shouldn't have extra respect with you just because you didn't fucking assault me when you had the chance. Right, yeah. But sadly, that it is a part of our society. Yeah, that it's right. like, I, I, you know, sober up and think about, wow, that was a really reckless thing yeah. that I did. And I'm like, well, I'm glad that mm-hmm. I was with people. Who weren't shit bags because yeah, they right. very well could have and been. And there are a lot of guys out there who aren't like that. Oh, for sure, dude. So for sure. Thank you to all the men who have decency in their heart, even when their dick is hard. They still think <laughs> this is not right. I'm not going to do this because this could be someone's sister or mom. Like whatever. <laughs> Hopefully, or they're I just know, it could you know, be their mom. They're, they're just a human, <laughs> so guy, I'm not going to. I'm not going to rape them. Some guys them like other girls' moms. <laughs> yeah. No. Anyway. Um, off-topic shoot there it's so complicated it really is it's it's not and it is i feel like whenever you have the conversation if you if you say things like that people immediately want to jump to uh that you're blaming the victim and it's really not that it's just a you always got to be safe Mm -hmm. as possible but obviously the person committing the crime is always the one at fault so So speaking of trying to be safe we got mansion who can't make a decision on anything he's not trying to be safe he's just a fucking (laughs) waffle iron (laughs) Oh, my God. I don't know what his goal is. Like, he's just, he's a secret Republican. He's not even a secret about it, honestly, though. <laughs> he's just a I Republican. I saw someone on his Twitter, like, tearing him up because he voted against something that Trump wanted. And they were like, what kind of Republican are you? We thought, oh, I guess you're only a Republican when you want to be. And I'm like, actually, he's, he's, he's not, not a Republican. Republican. Right. <laughs> Had to tell that person he wasn't, because he supports gun Well, we are the, the state of, uh, that, that's known for that because Jim Justice ran as a Democrat. And switch. And then switch to a yeah. Republican as soon as he, yeah. you know, won. So, yeah. I'm a fucking scumbag. Anyway. Um, so, what's going on with Manchin? Do you have anything like a- <sighs> I don't know. I'm trying really hard to understand this this back and forth. You know, the they're talking about the, the, filler, the filibuster and the For the People Act. Those are the two things that I've been trying to keep an eye on with him. Mm-hmm. But again, <clears throat> kind of hard to keep up when one day he says this and the next day he says right. that. So, he, he's on this rant about bipartisanship and... You know, we talked about it before. It's been all over the news that he is in a fantasy world where Mitch McConnell isn't the evil Grim Reaper. If I could draw a political cartoon, if somebody's out there, please steal this idea and draw it because I can't draw for crap. But you have, you know, Mitch McConnell has called himself declared that he is the Grim Reaper and that his desk is like where legislation goes to die. Right. Because he just doesn't vote on things. He just refuses to do his job, refuses to let Republicans even take a, a vote. That's their job is to vote. If they, however they vote, 
whatever they vote, their people can go, hey, I liked or didn't like how they voted. So it's not right that they just get out of voting. I know. I keep thinking that, too, is all these conservative people are screaming at everyone else to get off unemployment and go back to work. And I'm just like, where are y'all when Mitch McConnell is just like, no, we're not voting. We're not going to do our job. We're not working. So, but Mitch McConnell is like 100% unabashed, unapologetic obstructionist. And I just feel like Manchin is living in some fantasy world where he's like, we, you know, if we just throw off... you know, all attempts to talk to each other aside, then we'll just be like, when one person's in a majority, they're just going to beat up on the other, the minority. And then when that per- minority becomes a majority, they'll beat up. And I'm like, yeah, like, okay, where the fuck have you been? Where have you been, dude? It already happens. Like the Republicans are cutthroat. They denied a Supreme Court person a, nomina- a nomination for no reason, wouldn't even let him have a hearing to hold it open for the next for Trump. And then when it was Trump in office, they crammed Amy Cody Barrett through at the last minute against their own. They don't play by any fair rules, Joe. They're just cutthroat. You can't negotiate with terrorists, dude. Like, it's time to get off that thing. And just, yeah, the whole bipartisanship thing is, is a cute idea. But, uh, well, then what he, another thing, too, he doesn't understand is that the, the whole goal of being an obstructionist, because Democrats have been obstructionists to Republican presidents as well. The whole point is you don't want them to have anything election time, midterm especially, to say we accomplished this. That's the whole point of it. And Joe Joe Biden barely got, I mean, yes, he beat Trump. There was no question he beat Trump. But let's not kid ourselves. If he'd have been up against anybody else, <laughs> I don't think he would have won. I mean, Biden, I don't want to say he squeaked by because he beat Trump by as much as Trump beat Hillary by. But I'm saying... Nobody was really enthusiastically voting for Biden. Yeah, I feel like, yeah. No. Everybody <laughs> was voting against Trump, period. When Barack Obama swept through with a massive victory, I told a lot of people, yes, there's a lot of people that said, we want to the, see the day. We long for the day to see a black president. There were people who voted for Barack Obama because of who Barack Obama was. But lots of people voted against the Republicans because Bush was a no-good sack of shit that took us into a war based on lies and didn't do jack shit about health care. He, he was a scumbag. He spied on Americans like he was just no fucking good. So people were like, yay, Brock. And other people were like, all right. I mean, that's, right. that was a, it was a combination vote. Absolutely. And so now you got Biden, who's basically just the anti-Trump vote. What's he going to fucking do next time? Democrats, I mean, Democrats always go on that. They always try to, you know, take these victories and like run laps with them. And it's like, they completely ignore, like, hey, what are you going to do next time? I know. Because if the guy you're up against isn't this isn't bad. Isn't this bad, right. <laughs> I mean, yeah. no plan. Yeah. No plan at all. That's what I said, too, as soon as uh, Biden got in the office and they were talking about the coronavirus bill. And he was like, oh, well, we're going to get it passed, but we just really want it to be bipartisan. And I'm like, listen, Jack, that's a bunch of fucking malarkey. Yeah, because Democrats <laughs> have to prove themselves. They have to prove they're going to play hardball and get some shit done or no one's going to vote for them. Right, like no exactly. one's going to be motivated to go vote for them if they don't get something done. I don't care what it is. You have to show that you did something. Right. And, and You I, can't garner votes just by bitching about what Republicans right. do when they're in office. And I will give them this. The George Floyd Policing Act and the For the People Act are the biggest monumental pieces of legislation. I've read through them. There's some, there's some hard shit in there. There's some good, hard, needed reforms in those bills. They are desperately, they are actually, like, normally Democrats pass stuff and it's like, nah, okay, that's like a tiny bit better than it was before. But, like, this is massive shit that they're trying to get through. And I get it. They got a lot of obstruction, but they have to get it done. 
If they get it done, they'll get reelected. If they don't get it done, welcome the next Trump, whoever that is. Right. Absolutely agree. Because they're running on cult of personality. They don't even care. Like if you point a gun at somebody and it goes viral, you're the next person on the bill who would be running for Republican. <laughs> you don't have to have any experience. Honest to God, there was a guy, and I wish I could remember his name right now. Somebody at work said that the other day. They were joking about uh, how The Rock had mentioned he was going to run for president or something. Joked about it. And they were like, oh, what do you think about that? And I'm like... I don't know. Aren't you guys all the ones championing the last dude that was in office who literally had zero political experience and was a TV show host or some shit? Right, like, yeah. wh- why is this any different? Yeah. I, exactly. <laughs> I don't see how it's any more or less absurd, it's, honestly. It's to- it's, yeah, exactly. I mean, the, and let's not forget Ronald Reagan was an actor. I said that, too. And I was like, well, you have Trump and then you have Reagan. Right. And did anybody really believe that Bush, you know, see, the had any brains in his head? The Republicans were smart enough a long time ago to figure out. That if you're not going to do good legislation, if you're not going to do anything to help people, you have to have a cult of personality. Likeable, yeah. That's what you have to For have. Sure. That's why Reagan could run an illegal war behind people's fucking backs, and they still smile about him today and act like he was a great fucking guy, because he had he had charisma. He was funny. He joked with reporters. He was like your grandpa. He was like a nice. He seemed like a nice guy, evil as fuck, but he seemed like a nice guy. Like you, it was hard to hate Reagan. Not for me, but I'm saying like. They made him very hard to hate. He was a cult of personality. It was like, it was like, uh, what was the show? The Andy Griffith show. They they portrayed Reagan as like Andy Griffith, Mayberry, the good old fucking, you know? No, sorry. I'm 26 <coughs> years old. I have no idea what you're talking about right now. You know, uh, <laughs> you know, happy days? No. Okay. <laughs> Man, I'm dating myself today. You know who Ron Howard is? Director. No. He directs films now. No, I don't. Right. What films has he done? I couldn't even tell you as a director what he's done, but he uh, he was the little boy on Andy Griffith and grew up to be on Happy Days as you know one of the teenage doo wop kids on Happy Days. But anyhow, that's a side thing. So anyway, so yeah, going on to Ronald Reagan and all the shitbag Republicans. That's kind of what I wanted to talk about today, because this recent revelation about Trump spying on people gave me like PTSD flashbacks of all of our, <laughs> of all of our corrupt government episodes that we've done. And I was like, I really just want to kind of do like a timeline, take us through what like what's happened with the government up to present day because I'm so tired of CNN saying Trump and what he did with the Justice Department. It's unprecedented. Do they even know what the fucking word unprecedented means? It means this shit has never happened before. And I don't know where the people on CNN went to school and got history lessons, but this shit ain't unprecedented. This shit is the fucking regular. <laughs> this is du jour. Right this happens the every fucking time a Republican is in office and sometimes a Democrat. So we're going to go through it, both sides, all the shit they've done. So let's just only go back to 1935 because... 1935 is where it all started to go in a crapper, okay? Government's always been corrupt. Okay, history before 1935, a lot of shitty stuff. But I'm saying the shitty stuff was a lot of societal stuff too. This is specifically insane government shit. So in 1935, J. Edgar Hoover um, was instrumental in forming the FBI, okay? And... Hoover was a, a bizarro character. Um, if you ever want to read about somebody that's really kind of just a strange historical character, pick up a book about him. Um, <clears throat> so how he kind of rose to fame with the FBI was 
out in the Midwest, a lot of farmers were losing their houses um, to banks because they had loans. They had to extend loans because they were having a bad time in farming. So they had to borrow money against their farms to continue to operate. And some, a lot of people were losing their farms out there. So banks were like the number one. We, people hated banks. And only that, but this is 1935. So the Great Depression was 19, started in 1929, the crash in 1929. So by 1935, people were, you know, up to their eyeballs in hate over people with money and banks and all that. And there was a bunch of bank robberies going on out in the West. And you know what? People didn't feel bad about the banks getting robbed. They were like, good, good, fuck the banks, fuck them. But J. Edgar Hoover went after the bank robbers and made a big name for himself by arresting, you know, pursuing and arresting bank robbers. So that's how he kind of came to fame. Well, meanwhile, there was a lot of uh, mafia crime that was going on. And people would be like, hey, uh, Mr. Hoover, you know, there's like criminal mafia gangs that are like extorting money out of people and doing all kind of criminal gun, like doing all kind. And he was like, no, there's not. He completely would not go after anybody in the mafia. And there's a big story that it's because one of the mafia people had compromising photos of him with another dude. And so like they blackmailed him into just ignoring all the mafia crime and like going after other shit. So that, that was, that's kind of interesting. But anyway, when Hoover was in charge of the FBI, he, um, he spied on people. If you, if you were a political dissident, if you didn't agree with something, you know, they, they spied on you. They monitored you. They looked for you to do something wrong. And the, the idea of giving government any kind of power, when you give the government any kind of power, they will abuse it, okay? This is a known element. The government will abuse power. But there's supposed to be checks and balances in place to prevent the government from abusing their power. But certain people find ways to get around that. So, like I said, 1935, you got the FBI. And at that time, um, the government didn't really have, the CIA didn't exist yet. Um, and they didn't have really a way to systematically collect all of the intelligence. Like when we were fighting a war, whenever, time, whenever there was anything going on, it was like the State Department or like the military would have certain people that would gather intelligence. But it wasn't really coalesced under any kind of you know, umbrella organization that was in charge of all the intelligence. So there was what was called the OSS, the Office of Strategic Services. And we talked about this in our episode about the CIA with Alan Dulles and how, you know, the Nazis and bringing the Nazis over after the war and all that kind of shit. Um, So that was a good episode if you want more detail on that. But basically, OSS became the CIA. Um, And... um, Anytime you hear the word, or the name Dulles, you just know. I know. Something bad. The Dulles Brothers. Fucking awful. And they, they had a very, there's a couple good books out about them. There's one's called Brothers, and it's about the, the Dulles Brothers. Because one was the director of CIA, and the other one was the, um, the head of the State Department. And um, one was like, I think, the one was head of the State Department. Um, not Al, Alan Dulles was CIA, and his brother Foster was the State Department. And he was like an open, he loved Nazis. He, he just, he just thought Nazis were great. And like Alan did too, but at least he had the, the coherence to not say it out loud. <laughs> but I guess Foster like didn't care. But anyway, like there's some books out about them. They're twisted, messed up weirdos. So anyways, you can look them up too. But I, it's amazing like all the fucked up people end up at the top, right? In government. That's always how it is. So <clears throat> anyway, 
when the CIA got established um, after World War II, they immediately, and, and some of this was, was carry over from the OSS because a lot of the people from that became people of the CIA. Like, it was not like they got new people. Like, a lot of them were, you know, transferred over. The OSS had, like, 24,000 people or something, and, like, a bunch of them became, like, the first CIA people. But, like, right off the bat, you know, they started um, overthrowing governments. And um, we did an, an episode called American Empire where we talked about, you know, the 1952 overthrow in Egypt, the overthrow in Iran, the coup in Iran, the CIA organized coup in Iran. Um, and then there was multiple, multiple Operation Wapen. There was uh, just in Syria, there was all these different, um, you know, Chile. This went on for literally 20 years. The CIA from 1953 to 1973 overthrew, like, I don't even know how many countries. And Stephen Kinzer has a book called Overthrow that's a really good book that, that goes through each one of those overthrows. Well, not each one of them. He picks certain ones, but it's a really good book, and it gives you the pattern that the CIA followed the same pattern every single time. They would send people in there to try to bribe whoever the leader was to basically let them put a puppet government in. If they didn't follow, follow the rules and let the U.S. do what they wanted, they would either assassinate them or just organize a coup in their country. So for 20 years, the CIA was going around murdering, assassinating, and overthrowing governments. Meddling. Yeah, but a little bit more than meddling, but yes, definitely meddling. Um, <clears throat> and at the same time, you know, you had the FBI um, domestically just completely fucking abusing power. They spied on Martin Luther King Jr., you know, Malcolm X. They had files on a lot of Hollywood movie people. Um, Hoover started the blacklist where if, you know, he suspected you of being a communist, um, people just would not hire you to do anything. You couldn't get a job. I mean, it was, it was complete abuse of power. So then... Um, Crazy enough, too. I know everybody thinks it's a conspiracy that uh, the FBI killed Martin Luther King, but um, the family actually did sue them in civil mm -hmm, court mm -hmm, and won. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, while they couldn't pursue any type of criminal uh, right. charges, they did sue them in civil court and For won. So. death. Yeah. And he, um, <clears throat> well, it is known that the FBI um, sent several letters to Martin Luther King trying to basically threaten him, telling him that um, one letter was a, an agent tried to sound like a black woman who was at a civil rights meeting and um, saying that, you know, he was having sex with these uh, white women and that his only interest in equality was getting white women in the bedroom too or some shit. Like, it's some ridiculous... They tried to talk jive in the letter, whoever this agent was, to make it seem like they were a black woman. <laughs> like, right in this letter, like, we don't want these white sisters taking our black men. I mean, it was just like, whatever, but, but they... <laughs> They did those kind of things. They wrote fake letters to people. They tried to threaten people. They tried to, they wiretapped. Oh, the illegal wiretapping. That was another thing. Um, they, they allowed the FBI, the, the uh, State Department actually told Hoover, yeah, we trust you. Wiretap whoever you want. Go ahead. I mean, it was out of control. Yeah, Bush didn't create that. I know a lot of people are like, oh, Bush, the Patriot Act. And it's like, yeah, well, that is shitty. Yes. Not like if he was the first. <clears throat> So, and then on top of all that, as if that's not bad enough, you got CIA overthrown governments, assassinations of people, foreign leaders, 
Um, you got the FBI spying on anybody and everybody that they think or hysterically wonder is a communist um, and, or a civil rights leader. And actually, Hoover protected KKK people from being prosecuted. Shocker. Yeah, right? I mean, it's not even shocking. But, like, he intervened and convinced, you know, the Justice Department to not prosecute KKK people who were no like it was they had evidence like to prove that they committed atrocities and they he just basically said you know just let it go that's why I think all the time when you know people now talk about how white supremacy has always been infiltrated into our systems and in our government and people look at them like they're crazy or they're conspiracy theorists and I'm like well you just uh are clearly not educated because if, if you were then you would know that that statement is not you know what I mean? It's it's completely logical. Mm-hmm. We've had a lot of people who were uh, you know, fancied Nazis and white supremacists and all kinds of fucking things and all kinds of departments. So it's not not a wild concept at all. Yeah. And then on top of all of that, you had all of these experiments that we know now took place that were denied for decades. Like MK Ultra is the biggest one. We yeah, we did, did an episode on that. We did an episode on that. Um, but there was medical testing that was done. There was, um, you know, the U S department of war or whatever, the department of the army, something, uh, some military branch conducted experiments in San Francisco. And I think in Georgia operation sea spray or whatever, where they basically wanted to find out like, gee, could we spread biological weapons over enemies? Let's just do it over our own people and see how it works. So they did all this horrible horrible disgusting nazi-like shit to us the american people and it was all kept a a secret and you know i was shocked to find out that fdr you know he was pressured to some extent into believing that if the cia didn't have um the ability to conduct these kind of secret operations that we would somehow be like trying to be the good guy, but we would fall behind in the espionage game. And <clears throat> I mean, that's always how it is, right? Like right now they're trying to tell Biden that he needs to allow drones to have the capacity to assassinate people without a human deciding it. That we need to let AI drones decide who to assassinate. And of course that sounds like a horrible idea. But the people that are pushing this on Biden are saying, like, listen, other countries are developing the technology because AI can decide faster whether to kill someone than a, per- than a person can. And if you don't adopt AI to run your drones, your drones are going to fall behind their drones. It's like always this arms race. And I just think letting drones have autonomous decisions that can murder people is a bad idea. <laughs> just say it, call me crazy. Yeah, there was just that uh, report that came out on uh, sometime in early June um, that an AI drone may have hunted down and killed someone in Libya. Yes, with absolutely yes. no human input. Exactly, and wasn't so it's it already a mistake? Happened. See if you can find that article because I think that they it killed. It somebody. says a UN report suggests that AI drones attacked human targets without any human consulted prior to the strike. Yeah. That was from LiveScience.com, but it's everywhere. You can find that story. It, the story went completely viral, as it should, because it's fucking terrifying. Yeah, so, right. And then, of course, like I said, the government was uh, introducing LSD in the communities. And, you know, at the same time that you have this right-wing government 
saying, oh, hippies are horrible, they're immoral, they're drug heads, this and that, drugs are terrible. You got the CIA, like, pushing drugs out there, experimenting on people, electroshock, like, any horrible, horrible experiment on humanity that you can think of, the CIA was like, yeah, let's try that. It's, it's fucking sociopathic. The whole thing's sociopathic. And if you go to the CIA website, like, they'll talk about different operations they did, and they act like they're good guys. Like, it's hilarious to me. It's like, you're not fucking good guys. Like, stop trying to act like you're good guys. You've never been good guys. And I don't believe just because you cleaned up your public image that you're fucking good guys now. I just don't believe it. Um, so what happened, what, what came to it ahead after all of this was discovered, because what, what basically happened was you had media outlets talking to human beings who had been in these involved in these experiments you had people from the military and also from uh, the CIA and other organizations that were like, this is fucked up. So they started going and telling people about it, telling journalists about it. News stories started to come out. I mean, you can do this shit for 20 years, but eventually your trail of bodies is going to pile up and be in somebody's fucking face. And that's what happened. So all these media reports started coming out in the early, like, 70s. And... um the government decided, hey, maybe we should maybe we should check in and see what the <laughs> CIA is fucking doing. Maybe there's maybe this, maybe these hundred stories. I mean, it's a hundred. So maybe we should check it out. <laughs> Yay! But anyway, I shouldn't say that because I have great respect for the church committee, which was convened to basically find out what the fuck have you been doing for twenty years? Seriously. So. Um, at first, they denied a lot of it. But, of course, because that's what they do. It's just unimaginable to think about all the things that have come out and then think about all the things that never have and never oh, will. Oh, sure. Exactly. You're exactly right. Torture. They did. They found out that people were being flown to countries that were, um, you know, okay with torture. And the U.S. has, has longstanding had a law that says that we will not transport somebody to a country where torture is okay um, because they could be tortured there, and we do that. The CIA has black houses around the, the world where they transfer people that are, that are tortured. Um, so, um, and like I said, this, the 60s was full of the FBI civil rights abuses, um, trying to stop it. Okay, Hoover, Hoover stopped And then if you're a real conspiracy theorist, you believe that the CIA killed JFK. I 100% believe that. Oh, I think so too, but 100%. I, I don't have anything to back it up, but... Well, I mean, I've read a lot of books on it, and I mean, I've read the consp- I believe the conspiracies, but mm-hmm. I mean, there was there was like several different theories, basically that boiled down to was that the mafia killed him because his brother was going after mafia mob bosses after they basically helped him get elected. So it was like, what you fucking stabbing us in the back? And so that they say they killed him, and then later Bobby. But <clears throat> the other theory was that the anti Castro Cubans that were living here did it. And the third theory was the CIA did it. That's basically kind of the three theories that go behind it. Uh, the one that um, that nobody cares about is the one that they told in the fucking <laughs> Warren Commission, which was total horseshit. Like, I don't think anybody in their right mind even believes that story anymore. Um, but, yeah, so I believe it was the CIA. And the reason I say that is because um, JFK got rid of Dulles. And I think uh, put a stop to their bullshit. When he came into office, the Bay of Pigs invasion was already planned and was already set, like, more or less in motion to take place. And JFK really wasn't too cool with it. 
but he was like, okay, well, I'm not going to stop this, but if it goes bad, I'm not sending the military in to rescue you. And they all thought that he would when it got down to the brass tacks that JFK would go ahead and rush in with the military and evade Cuba. And he was like, no, 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 you guys fucked that up. And he didn't do it. And, um, you know, then he sent Dulles packing. And I think that Dulles was like, this guy's got to go. And that's what happened. And plus, you know, the other reason I say that is because a lot of times you get all these floater pieces of evidence out there. And you're like, well, I mean, there's a lot of theories, but there's no evidence. Here's what I will tell you that is 100% guaranteed fact that we know. The CIA lied about uh, Lee Harvey Oswald being an unknown guy that was just some guy that they never heard of before that wasn't. They were fucking following him all over the place to the Cuban embassy. They knew who Lee Harvey Oswald. So the fact that they lied implicates them in involvement because why would you lie and the second thing is that the the documents have not, never all been released so my feeling is they're protecting henry kissinger and because he's still fucking alive and maybe when he fucking dies we'll find out that the cia did kill jfk i mean it's going to be a it'll be like as to me as uh, tumultuous to human minds that the cia actually did kill jfk as it is, as it will be to find out aliens are on our planet right now. Yeah, that's something that always blows my mind. You know, when they were talking about <laughs> declassifying a bunch of uh, UFO stuff and everyone kept asking me, I'm assuming because I'm an X-Files fan, that's why everyone asks me. Because I'm like, I'm not like walking around spitting conspiracy theories 24-7, am I? So like, I'm like the fucking lone gunman. Like the, you know, like the X-Files group, not, you know. Right. But um, I'm like, yeah, who cares? And they're like, what do you mean? Like, they're going to, I'm like, that shit. They're not going to fucking tell they're us anything. Tell us and I'm no. like, and secondly, if you really are interested in things that are like, should be declassified and it's like, oh, this happened and they hid it from us, then there's like way more shit y'all yeah. need to be worried about. Yeah. <laughs> like, but I think what, the, what they're waiting for is, for one, they're waiting for Kissinger to die because he was involved. I believe he was involved in it. And the other thing is, um, I think they're trying to hope that there's enough time span by the time they admit the CIA killed Kennedy that... It'll be like, that was the old CIA. Right, yeah. It's a kinder, gentler CIA now. Absolutely. Oh, so Manchin, I was going to say about the cartoon. I didn't finish that thought. Um, so draw two uh, Grim Reapers and have one be Mitch McConnell and beside it be Joe Manchin and just have beside Joe Manchin a little sign that says the kinder, gentler Grim Reaper. Right. I know, right? Would that be they a perfect do, They cartoon? make him out like that all the time. People do not give Joe Manchin the shit he deserves for this nonsense. I mean, a lot of people pulling. do, but I think, like, for one, they don't understand that they're like, well, politically, you know, he needs to be a Democrat. I'm like, okay, but you guys don't live in West Virginia. You will have no Democrat in West Virginia right. if you don't have a Joe Manchin-type Democrat. So I get why he's doing that, but, dude, you can't make an argument that, voting rights goes beyond democrat republican you can't verbalize that in any better way that you gotta say we're gonna be bipartisan what you should be saying is any republican that doesn't vote for this doesn't believe that people should have a right to vote period end of story right he needs to be lambasting them every fucking day and telling them like listen here's how it can go down i got the power so you can either vote for this or i'm gonna say i agree with the democrats and we're gonna end the filibuster pick pick and choose Pick and choose. So, but honestly, I think that Mitch McConnell wants him to end the filibuster. I think he wants Democrats to be the one to end it so he can have an excuse later to use it. But he's shameless, so he doesn't need that really. But, okay, so that brings us up to 1973 and the Church Committee Report. So if you have a chance to go online, there's actually video, and it's probably C-SPAN has all of it, but there's little videos on YouTube 
where the CIA is being questioned by the fucking senators and they pull out this fucking heart attack gun and crazy shit like that they were using to kill, assassinate people. And showing this stuff like it's freaking show and tell in the second grade. Like they were like, oh yeah, this is what we do. And uh, I'm like, it's bizarro because they hid this shit for so long. And then you think when they get up there, it's going to, they're going to be like, oh, we're out. We're not in the shadows anymore. We're out in the open. And it's not like that at all. They're just like, yeah, this is a gun we use to kill people. (laughs) It's a heart attack gun. (laughs) Isn't it cool? Yeah. (laughs) Isn't it cool? So basically. Shameless. After the church committee. And, and there was something that they called the family jewels, the CIA's family jewels, which was basically like the file that had all the dirty shit that they did. And that's how we found out a lot about a lot of this stuff was um, somebody gave that information up. Um, I think it was the new head of the CIA who actually made the decision to do it. But in any event, those quote family jewels came out and that's when we found out about a lot of this shit. But it wasn't totally declassified until 2007 think about that 1975 is when church committee was on a shit and it wasn't until 2007 30 years later yeah. that we finally finally get all this information and and it's so funny because the only person they're trying to hide it from is the united states public because you think them other countries don't know oh absolutely they know they have their own intelligence agencies Oh, and for their sure. People, and their people know. Well, in MK Ultra, especially because that affected, I mean, they had lawsuits in Canada. Right. Because so, there I was mean, a facility in Canada where right. they were doing it. It mm-hmm. wasn't, it wasn't just the United States that was involved in that. So I feel like that was definitely, um, I think at a certain point, a lot of the other stuff that involves other countries gets declassified because they're like, oh shit, that country's becoming more progressive than us and they're going to let that information out. And like, so we better hurry up and do it too or we're right. going to look like the bad guy. Telling like, ourselves, right? Right, exactly. Better telling ourselves. So anyways, um, Jimmy Carter, who, <laughs> it was always funny because my parents are hardcore right-wingers and apparently have always been um, because they used to just vilify Jimmy Carter. They hate Jimmy Carter. And I'm like, First of all, how can you hate Jimmy Carter? Like Jimmy Carter is like 100. He's still trying to build homes for people that don't have them. I mean, come on. How do you hate this guy? How do you hate the Homes for Habitat for Humanity guy? How do you hate that guy? And they're like, oh, he's a fucking peanut farmer. I'm like, okay. Is that, have you driven through the South? Everybody loves boiled peanuts. How do you hate Jimmy Carter? Because he's a peanut farmer. How do you hate him? He's an evangelical Christian. I, don't, I didn't know that about him until I started reading a little bit. I have but, no idea what relevance that is. But he's actually, he's not like the fake evangelical Christians who want to kill anybody who's not like them and say, we believe in Jesus, but we want to kill anyone who's not like, he's not that kind of evangelical. He's actually a good, devout human being. Like, honestly. Wasn't Jimmy Carter the one that sold his peanut farm when he became president because he didn't want it to be a conflict of interest? He probably did, yeah. I don't know that for a fact, but that sounds like what he would do. I'm going to have to look that <clears> up because I'm pretty sure I read that about him. So Jimmy Carter was, and I, when I read this book, I just finished it last week, um, and it was about the the struggle that has gone on between presidential power and Congress, and it goes back, I think, to Ford, and it talks a lot about you know how certain people believed in a very very strong, almost like a monarch president. And other people were like, no, dude, you got to slow that shit down. And how it what, talked a lot about Bill Barr and how Bill Barr from 
like jump has been like we should have a president there's no laws on the president at all like he's always been that that's way. called a dictator yeah like um, basically bill Barr believes that the president should be a dictator also it was a mixture of uh true and false that he did eventually sell it but when he became president he put it, all of his businesses including the peanut farm into a blind trust before he took office right which I think we've verified that Trump didn't fucking do that. No, yeah, that's exactly why I remembered it, because during the uh, Trump election, people were talking about it. And I was like, oh, I didn't know that. Fun fact. Anyway, sorry to mean to distract you. Oh, no, that's fine. Um, I was trying to look up the title of that book. That, that's crazy. I can't remember. I just, just finished it. But anyway, um, yeah, so this balance between the president having all the power and, you know, the government the Congress being a checks and balance on that power, which is how the founding fathers established it. They, the last thing they wanted was a monarch. They fled from a country that had a monarch who wouldn't listen to their problems when they had them. It didn't give them the resources to solve their problems through elected officials. That's why they created our country as a republic. And to think that they would ever advocate for a president having the kind of power that they have now it's ridiculous. The founding fathers would never. They would roll over in their graves if they would have seen any of the presidents we've had. Which, I mean, 19. I feel like isn't really a... I mean, I, I understand your point, but at the same time, you know, the founding fathers weren't uh, a pinnacle of morality either, as we've done an episode about right, no. all the shady shit that they did when they founded this country. <laughs> Absolutely not. And, 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 I, and I totally agree with that. But at the same time... There was a very heated debate over whether we should even have an executive branch, whether we should even have a president or a prime minister or something of that, like one man being in charge of anything. Like there was a lot of people that were totally hostile to the idea of any one man sitting on anything like a throne or being in an, in an administrative capacity over the entire government. A lot of people hated that idea because of the king. They did not want that. And, um, you know, George Washington, the first president, they wanted to call him your majesty. And he was like, no, no, they would, he wouldn't let him call him like your sovereign. Like there was a bunch of terms they tried to come up with to be like, okay, all right, what are we going to call you then? I guess we'll call you Mr. President. He's like, how about George, you fucking assholes? (laughs) That's my name. My name is George. So, but Jimmy, (laughs) Jimmy Carter, what he did and this book talked a lot about it was that he, um, established all of these uh, offices which now we we think of an inspector general and these departments you, you and we heard a lot about during the impeachment hearings so the inspector general of a department is like separate from that department so they're in it but their only job is to make sure that department is not misbehaving itself wow it's almost like police departments should have those yeah that's a good idea but yeah, so the inspector general is in charge of, you know, making sure that they aren't doing anything corrupt or illegal and, you know, keeping tabs on this shit. So, and the, and the CIA has an inspector general and, you know, the uh, Department of the Army, like different, a lot of different, um, you know, organizations in government have these inspector general and that was Carter. Carter wanted to put all these things into so talk about draining the swamp and when I heard this in the book I was like you know Trump goes up there acting like he's going to drain the swamp and he's going to throw all the corruption out but literally did nothing but fill it with a bunch of other corrupt people that were his friends Jimmy Carter actually did try to clean up the government 
because people were like, it's ridiculous that the CIA was going around breaking the law and abusing Americans' rights for 20 years and it was allowed to go on. Like, people legitimately were pissed off about that. So, Jimmy Carter put all these things in place to try and, you know, uh, keep it together. Now, of course we know right after that, um, you know, you had uh, Reagan doing an illegal war, but at least he had to fucking hide it. You know, he had to sneak around and get money from uh, selling arms illegally to Iran to fund his war in Nicaragua because, like, it wasn't allowed. You know what I mean? Like, there was people trying to keep the the, the government from having a secret element that was operating on its own. And, like, Nixon, like, look at the Watergate break-ins. I know. Wasn't that just so ironic, though? And, and, and so when I, people say, well, you know, Democrats and Republicans are corrupt. Okay, yes, they are. And, you know, Democrats and Republicans, they both lie. Yes, they do. And Democrats and Republicans are just as bad. Nope, nope, no, they're not. No, they're not. No, they're not. Yeah, I always hated that argument. No, they're not. They're not the same at they're all. They're clearly not the same. Um, you they might, might both be slime balls, but it's like <laughs> just not of the same capacity at all. Well, the thing is that the Republicans, at least since Nixon, Reagan, you know, they are all pro-corporation. Like, whatever business wants, business gets, you know. And it's all about um, rewarding your friends with money and that kind of thing and and giving power to people. It's just, it's just so scummy. And, and, you know, the fact that Reagan, right after, you know, you had Jimmy Carter trying to say, like, listen, we were overthrowing governments, did that. That's not right. Um, we, we shouldn't have be doing things like that. And if we want people to respect us as a leader in the world, we shouldn't be going around assassinating democratically elected leaders. That's not a good thing to do. And then you get Reagan who's just like, yeah, fuck that. I'm going to go do what I want. And that's the problem. Whenever you have government that is not responsive to the people, especially because they're being all secretive, it just goes off the rails. So then you had Reagan and then we got Bush, right? So now we all know about the Bush-Cheney debacle in Iraq, the lie, the war that was based on lies. Weapons of mass destruction. Yeah, and I think we did an episode where we talked about all the, the lies that, mm-hmm, that yeah. led us into that war. The absolute bullshit that they oh, uh, fabricated and nonsense that they ran with to yeah. justify uh, yeah. and make up weapons of mass destruction. Yeah, all yeah. of that. Yeah, we did a whole episode on that. It's one of my favorite ones. And one of the biggest disappointments for me about Biden being the nominee because you had to vote for him was the fact that he was right in the middle of all that. He was leading the charge to go to Iraq. And and, and he says now, well, we, we had bad intelligence. I'm like, well, okay, well, you're going to be president now. How are you going to tell the difference between good intelligence and bad intelligence? That's going to be your fucking job right now. But yeah, so was not excited to vote for Biden. But um, <clears throat> so then after you had, okay, you had... Uh, Nixon, and then you had Reagan and his illegal wars, which Nixon used the the uh, Justice Department and the FBI and shit for his own personal vendettas too. Um, but that ended up the the fact that those things that you know were in place helped to bust out the um, you know the congressional hearings about Watergate and shit helped to bust it all out. And then when Reagan did the illegal wars, uh, illegal war in Nicaragua, the Iran Contra. Like, they held hearings about it, but I feel like it was bullshit. Because, like, what happened? Nothing. Did anything come out of that? Did they, did they, do nothing. I mean, Ollie North is now, like, a fucking celebrity of the right wing. Like, nothing happened to him. And they still treated, you know, Reagan like he was, he never got impeached. 
They still treat him like he was the greatest president ever. And Ollie North is a celebrity now. So I'm like, okay, so this shit only half worked because Congress investigated it, but nobody went to jail. Nobody was, you know, Reagan should have been impeached over that shit. That was ridiculous. Um, And then you have Bush and his illegal war that was based on lies. And all the shenanigans with Cheney over there with his company making fucking millions and billions of dollars off rebuilding shit in Iraq. You know, that total corruption that went on. And did anybody even bother to investigate that? Like, We still don't. That's the thing that did. gets me is that still to this day, people talk about 9-11 as if it's the greatest tragedy to ever happen in the whole world, which is fucking mind-blowing. Um, especially during all this COVID shit because it's like you're... You know what I mean? People clearly do not give a fuck about their fellow American, but it's like mm-hmm. <laughs> we talk about 9-11 like, oh, we're all Americans holding hands and we care about yeah. each other. But yeah, still to this day, people, um, you're either on one side or the other. You, you either know it was fucking nonsense, all of it from mm-hmm. start to finish, mm-hmm. um, or you immediately angered by the fact that someone says that it's not, it didn't go down how they said mm-hmm. it went down. Um no, we could go on and on about it. I'm not even going to get into all of the... Well, and then like the Eric Prince Blackwater deal where they were over there as a private army and ended up murdering civilians and that had to come out through leaks. It blows my mind too to see... Before they went on trial and then what happened? Nothing. People on the left that tried... I mean, and not so much... Uh, I don't know how people classify it. There's there's a level of leftists that are like, yeah, no, fuck all that shit. And then there's like the uh, leftists and Democrats that celebrities are. You know, mm-hmm. like they're this uh, palatable version of it for everyone. Um, and I remember there was some controversy that Ellen DeGeneres was sitting next to uh, George Bush at a baseball game or something. Mm-hmm. And like all these people defended it like, oh, this is how we have to move forward and get along. And I was like, no, fuck that. Fuck George Bush. Like literally forever until he dies. Fuck him. Mm-hmm. I mean, what is this? And just as soon as somebody's out of office, we're like, oh, now we can look back on this and hold it dearly because he's just a bumbling idiot. I'm like, no. No, literally fuck him and Dick Cheney until they're both dead and then fuck their kids too. Like, <laughs> well, no forgiveness. You know, and, and it's sad. We should have been pursuing charges on them. There should have been more. Like, the fact that just nothing is ever going to come of that. I hope I live to see the day, maybe, when, when someone is held accountable for all of that nonsense. But well, it's sad because the only way that a Cheney ever got ousted was because she dared to have a shred of morality. Like, that's what's sad. Are you talking about his... Uh, his daughter? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's the only reason that, you know, she got ousted was because there was a bigger asshole running the country than her fucking dad and Bush. No, I'll still say, I mean, Trump was a lot of things and he is really dangerous, but for a lot of different reasons than what Dick Cheney and Bush were. They, it was, it's, it's, it's all bad, but two different levels of dangerous, two different kinds of dangerous, at least. Oh, so the book is called In Deep. It's about the deep state. And I got it because I was like, I don't know whether they're going to be like, this is going to be pro-Trump nonsense about the deep state. What is that? Because I'm so afraid to like How did all the waste my state? time listening to right wing shit. But I'm like, I couldn't really tell from the description whether this guy was going to go there like and say, oh, no, there's a deep state against Trump or whether. And he basically says, you know, the State Department and all of these agencies in Congress, the permanent what what Trump would call the unelected bureaucrats. Are the people that actually keep a president in fucking check. So if you want to call that the deep state, and he said that all presidents are say that they're victims of the deep state. Even Clinton said all the stuff about the, against him was the 
you know, conservative deep state coming after him and all this stuff. But it's like if there's any carryovers from the previous, you know, and, and I think sometimes it just comes down to the realization that whether you work at the FBI or the CIA or anywhere, um, you're still going to have your own political opinions. Like, look at that FBI that Peter struck who was having an affair and was texting about, oh, we can't let Trump be president. And they blew that up like it was like, oh, my God, it's proof of the deep state that they were, they had an insurance policy to keep Trump from being president. Well, it wasn't a very good fucking good one because guess what? He became president. I know. Isn't that crazy? So though? really, that guy was like talking out his ass to his girlfriend. He, he, didn't, he didn't have a way to keep Trump from becoming fucking president. Get out of here. I mean, I don't know. So anyways... My point is that ever since, you know, the church committee, which actually did try to make some reforms in government, we've had congressional investigations like into the CIA drug running, whether they were running drugs to also, um, you know, fund this war in Nicaragua. We've had tons of congressional hearings, but they don't do anything. Yeah, it's all a waste of time. There's no teeth That's what in when, it. when people were arguing about, um, you know, hearings for the January 6th insurrection, I kind of just shrugged because I'm like... If 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 I've learned anything, it's just that time and time again, whether we bring these things into court or not, it just seems like nothing ever happens. I mean, sure, the people that participated, the civilians, they'll mm-hmm. probably you know spend their time in jail. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I mean, even even that, I can't. I don't know. I even it even feels sick to champion that on because while I don't agree with those people and their opinions, they're really just idiots that got led. Idiots, yeah. yeah, I mean, they get used. Mm-hmm. And the people that use them who will do it again to the next crowd of people are not ever going to suffer any consequences. No, not at all. So it's kind of hard for me to champion that because I'm just like, well, here we are, you know, one group of Americans fighting another group of Americans, one of which side will be punished eventually because they were led by someone who will never be held accountable. Exactly. So it's just, it's kind of hard to I mean, celebrate at least that. Nixon got impeached and for some period of time was like shamed for what he did. But like, that doesn't happen anymore. And like, even after Blackwater, even after they murdered those people in in uh, Nasra Square, I think is what it was called. Um, they, the the actual guards went on trial, and um, some of them were eventually convicted. But Eric Prince still gets millions of dollars of government contracts. Like, what the fuck is up with that? Like, why isn't he banished? From why wasn't he held accountable? The fact for that anything? we even use companies like Blackwater I feel like should be called into question I mean what we just we can't use our own military we're literally going to hire people because they can do whatever they want I mean isn't that concept all in itself fucked up it is and and it is and another reason why they want it to be that way is because we can't do FOIA requests on private corporations so yeah I mean all of that's fucked it is fucked because they're trying to take more power away from the people and you know as whack job as Alex Jones was I feel like a lot of his rants early on were about that concept that the people were losing power over their government, and that's a bad. I swear, dude. Thing. By the time I'm on my deathbed, when he started really smoking hope, crack, yeah, I really hope it comes out <laughs> that like, you know, Alex Jones got like fucking his brain wiped or something. Like, what happened to they him? Put honestly, the Cuban that Cuban weapon on his brain too long <laughs> to make him something, I, dude. Well, some people think it had a lot to do with Barack Obama getting elected. That he did have a snap in his brain, like. Oh, he definitely snapped, but. I just, mean, he never. Just, I never thought before that he had a racist, t- because he actually was ranting against Bush and Cheney killing Iraqis, and he was. He seemed like he was really heartfelt, upset about the fact that they were killing Iraqis over there. 
And, you know, he wanted them put on trial. He wanted George Bush and Dick Cheney put on trial. And I was like all about him then because I'm like, wow, someone's actually saying that. I mean, you can't even watch this shit now, though. I mean, I not, know, not, only so is crazy. He, not only is he completely derailed from anything that he came from in the beginning, but he genuinely does just go on about nonsense. Like some yeah. people, we send clips back and forth to each other, me and my friends, of just Alex Jones on his show <laughs> because it's just fucking nonsense. Like in the one episode... He's just like destroying a drone or something with a bat. Yes, right. And just like screaming. And like one episode, he's screaming about uh, how the water's turning the frogs gay. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, this guy really, he's just a joke. He's right. just a fucking joke at this point. Well, if you if you follow like Alex Jones's descent into madness and you put it on a timeline, okay, it's almost like you could follow that same descent of Republican politics from being where, you know, um, they were just people that were pro big business people and against minorities, but like kept it, you know, they politely were against minorities. Like they weren't to where it just went off the fucking rails into pro wrestling insanity. Like literally pro wrestling. Trump actually showed videos of himself in that clip where he's at the, at the WWE or whatever, him and that guy. And they, they like wrestle each other. Like that's our president. That is who they wanted for president. Like seriously. So basically, I mean, what it all comes down to is, you know, we have a long, well-documented, well-known history of power struggles in the government with certain elements of the government trying to, you know, do things behind the back of the American people because they flat out know that this is not what the majority of Americans would support or want. And we have Congress that's supposed to keep a checks and balance on that. um, And it's just become a futile effort. It's just not effective. Um, stuff comes out, but then nothing's done about it. There are no new laws or no new regulations or restrictions put on people. Um, and I think what the only thing unprecedented about Trump was that he openly defied things like congressional subpoenas, like, you know, requests for records and allowing people to testify. He openly got on Twitter and threatened witnesses, made veiled threats on Twitter while somebody was testifying. Like he was just insane. So that was unprecedented, that he was that insane. But again, all he's done has, is raise the bar of the level of insanity that is now known that you can get away with. And I feel like whether we have um, a Democrat or Republican president or Congress or Senate, you know, we as Americans in our own interest need to, need to make it clear to our elected officials that we want to see more like what the church committee did. We want to see restraint on government, not necessarily small government, but restraint on the powers that people have. Like we have to get more control of that because it's just, we're just floating in a sea of corruption and nobody's stopping anybody from doing anything. But the For the People Act would be a good start because it does take the money out of the politics and that's a big, big part of it. I just can't see it getting passed. I just don't see it. I mean, fingers crossed, I guess, but... I feel like young people, um, and I know I have a very biased view of what, when I say young people, um, but I think that young people are less concerned with party affiliation and more concerned with results. And that encourages me because I think that you guys aren't as um, jaded as people my age who are just like, yeah, nothing's ever going to change in government. It's been this way since the beginning of time. 
like younger people that I talk to are, you know, like, no, this is not okay. Like this actually has to fucking change. And that's good. Like, I feel like there's a new invigoration of young people that just are, are, have had enough with government and the corruption and the inaction and all the bullshit. So, I mean, there's young people that are right wingers too, but I just feel like there's less of a party dedication as there is to things getting done and getting done right and fairly and justly. I go back and forth on it. I feel different every day. Some days I think there's hope. Other days I'm like, yeah, this is all fucking a mess. The only thing I hope is that all the people who aren't jaded about government, the young people that are like, we want to see something good happen that are encouraged by the George Floyd and by the for the people come midterms. Don't say Biden hasn't done shit. I'm not even going to bother to vote. Well, I think that's what Democrats uh, fail to realize is that that is what's going to happen, is that we're not just voting for you because you're not the other guy. Exactly. Like we, 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 we need to see something. I mean, you're not going to find millennials who, despite apparently what people think, are not 14, 15 year olds. We're like mm. in our 20s and 30s. Um, we can't afford health care. We don't get yeah. paid decent wages. Most of us have a shit ton of student debt. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, if you're not doing anything for us, then what right. the fuck? But that's the prime opportunity that Democrats have because if you look in the past, oh, they will, but they'll sh- they'll you know they'll dump it in the trash. They won't take advantage of the it. The times when Democrats really sh- were shining, what really like won the people over, were when they did stuff for the people. There's plenty of opportunity for Democrats to do stuff for the people right now that would actually boost them up in the popularity. I mean, little shit, too. It doesn't even have to be. I mean, it it blows my mind that it has become such a left wing idea that like nobody working 40 hours a week should live in poverty and not have access to doctors. Like, it's fucking sad. sad. It's literally all we want. Like, they could throw us a crumb and probably win millennials for the rest of their lives. The whole country has gone so far to the right. That basic human decency is like leftist. <laughs> I mean, I've seen more and more conservatives arguing on Facebook, which I've just chosen not to participate anymore. And I know that probably bums some people out because I used to get tons of messages of people just like that thought it was hilarious. But I don't know. I just I just don't have the energy for it. Don't have the time for it. Um, Kind of lost its comedic effect, I feel like, because it just starts to get depressing. But I literally saw people arguing. um that poor people just need to learn to live within their means, even if that means um, not living in a house, like live outside and don't have children mm-hmm. because you can't afford them. And like all the shit. And I'm like, first of all, totally illogical arguments because I'm like, you can't just even homeless people, you know, are arrested because they're on private property. It's mm-hmm. not like there's just property out there that's just not owned by anyone that they could just pitch a tent on and you right, know what I mean? Live right. there like you can't they can't even do that. Right. I mean, it's just wild to me that at this point, this this is where some conservatives are going, that they just they're really willing to defend people like Jeff Bezos not having to pay a better wage for people. <laughs> but their their answer is we'll just live outside and stop having kids. Well, it's funny because I saw a thing about <laughs> Jeff Bezos and then we got to wrap it up. But it was a petition to not let him come back to Earth. <laughs> I saw that. That was pretty funny. I saw a video of some kids on TikTok that saw him out somewhere. I don't know where it was, but it was a TikTok video. They were sitting at some kind of outdoor restaurant and Jeff Bezos walked by and they were like, Jeff, how does it feel when some of your workers die in Amazon warehouses? Like, how does that make you feel? And then the other girl was like, hey, Jeff, 
uh, that's a fucking awful lazy eye. Too bad money can't fix that. <laughs> I was like, oh, it's fucking. <laughs> On one side, I'm like, hey, man, you know, attacking people's appearance is pretty. That's pretty bad. It's pretty bad. I mean, I don't I mean, usually support that. I mean, there's so much that. else to attack. Is, yeah, that's what I mean. It's I pretty mean, low brow because yeah. there's so many other things. But at the same time, I just have to laugh because I'm like, yeah, fuck you, Jeff Bezos. <laughs> But anyway, oh, I wanted to end on a funny story. Just I thought it was badass just because um, that Roger Waters, one of the founding members of Pink Floyd, um, said that Facebook contacted him or Mm -hmm. asked him if they could use another brick in the wall part two, the Mm -hmm. song and an Instagram ad. And they offered him a lot of money. And he was his answer was, fuck you. No fucking way. Uh, he said that Mark Zuckerberg was one of the most powerful idiots in the world. <laughs> Just like, wow. I love that reply. Fuck you. No fucking way. <laughs> you really? Facebook wants to use another brick in the wall. Like, right. how ironic. It's got to be purposely mocking. Like, I mean, first of all, think about this for one second. Mark Zuckerberg, well, not him personally, right? But but Facebook comes to you wanting something i know like that right there alone is just like i have reached the pinnacle of humanity the facebook <laughs> oh, asking me for something and then to have Floyd. the ability to say that to them is like yeah fuck you no fucking way i love it but anyway that was all i had and that's all i had all right guys well we'll see you uh not next week but the week after um maybe during the winter we'll go back to one every week i don't know you know what Life's hard. <laughs> we're here when we're here. We're working Joe's. We're working Joe's. Working class. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, that's all I have. This is Juke signing off. And this is Mick signing off.